The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky connections and kinky education. We're kinky done differently. What women and other wonderful humans want. A frank and fun discussion about the way people approach each other for romance, relationships, friendships, or other partnerships that make us happy, as well as an intimate discussion about how to connect with our own authentic self, with questions asked by a guy. And now, here is your host, John, or as we call him around here, hi there, catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kiki. I'm John, aka Hi There, Catsuit, and welcome to a show about how people connect with each other and to their own authentic selves. Throughout our show, in addition to authors, athletes, actors, and lots of amazing humans, we've not talked to women who are actors in adult entertainment in what many of us might call mainstream porn. In all honesty, it's not something I watch a lot, but I am intrigued by the mindset of these women and how they can manage their lives off the set. The two women we will talk to over these two shows are both extremely intelligent. One is a former political aide on Capitol Hill. The other has formed a business based on their work. In both cases, they enjoy what they do both on and off the screen, and it was fascinating to talk to them. Our second guest in this special series was nominated for Most Spectacular Boobs in 2021, an enthusiastic sexual performer whose look and attitude evoked the heyday of 90s porn glamour. Kaska Akashova exploded into the world of X in 2019 with a clear-eyed focus, impeccable styling, and one of the greatest front-end alignments in living memory. Born to Russian and Swedish parents and raised in the U.S., Akashova attended private schools and considered a career as a petroleum engineer before dipping an expertly pedicured toe into the world of adult modeling. Fortis Fortuna Ayuviat, Latin for fortune favors the brave, reads the tattoo on Akashova's left hip, and the savvy seductress lives up to the inscription. Possessing an exceptional ease in front of the camera and a natural way with dialogue, the elegant performer has earned an avid fan following via her scene work for nearly a dozen studios, including Brazzers, Penthouse, Naughty America, and Hustler Video. Akashova says what she enjoys most about being an adult performer? Akashova says what she most enjoys about being an adult performer is being able to bring fantasy to life. I love being able to throw myself into the character and have fun, she says. A green-eyed blonde with a staggering 32G, 2434 figure was nominated for Most Spectacular Boobs, a fan award nomination at the 2020 AVN Awards, and Hottest Milf, also a fan award at the 2021 AVN Awards. And in December 2020, she was named Best New Starlet at this year's Fleshbot Awards. Now that we've given out the awards, here's Kaska Akashova on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's five questions about memorable firsts. We call it the first five. Time now for the first five with Kaska Akashova. First time anyone ever complimented you on your breasts. Oh God, that's probably when I hit puberty. <laughs> what was your reaction? Um, I think at such a young age, you're not really self-aware. You just realize that things are surmounting. <laughs> to bigger and better things beyond. So <laughs> I think you're just like, oh yeah, I now need to purchase items 
in which to hold these ample assets. And now there are boys trying to look in the girl's locker room. Well, just take a sneak peek while I change. So it's now becoming a dirty little habit of theirs, which is not very nice. Uh, so some things were definitely changing. First, and Casca did not like that. Uh, <laughs> so it was more of a hassle at first when you're that young. I was pretty young. I was very young. <laughs> the first time you ever felt comfortable in your own skin. I was also young. I was also very confident in who I was at a young age. Even though I think as a young woman, you're kind of going through the motions. Um, like, oh, wow, what is happening to me? Kind of like that very, I forgot what the cartoon's called. It's like about hormones with hormone monsters. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> yes, you do. Which is a very odd show, by the way. It's probably not the best one to use as a metaphor, an analogy for being prepubescent <laughs> and learning about your body uh however it is an interesting journey and in regards to that it is quite divine <laughs> and i think you you just go through it and you go with the flow and i think that's kind of how i've always been first time anyone ever called you beautiful that I actually cannot recall, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not like I, hold on, let me break out my diary from 19, <laughs> 1905. You're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eternal, darling. I'm eternal. <laughs> I will live forever. <laughs> First time you ever set foot on an adult film stage and your emotions at the time? Oh, that was my very first scene uh, when I did it for score. They brought me on and I was excited. I was absolutely excited and my talent was J-Mac. And I remember when I brought out my lingerie and it was black and it was beautiful and it was very artistic. And I remember when I first came out and put it on and the look he had on his face and he was like, you're going to do great. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, are you sure this is your first time? And I'm like, yeah. And I was very comfortable with who I am and I had a lovely time and then I knew this is what I wanted to do. First time you ever received an unsolicited dick pic and your reaction to it? So, oh, the, first, the very first time? Feels like the first time. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that has been going on since the dawn of man. <laughs> you know, I, I want to say that knowing myself, my first reaction was like, that's all you've got? <laughs> <laughs> At least take me out to dinner first, I mean. <laughs> so because this show is a lot about connections, do unsolicited dick pics work ever? I want to say that probably should not be your first introduction. I do think that men should be gentlemen. I do think that they're more humorous than anything. Um, sometimes they can be. <laughs> yeah, I think the majority of the time they're comical. Sometimes they are rude. And sometimes you're like, ooh, I think you need some medical advice. <laughs> I think I've seen this in a chapter and a book and yeah I can really recommend a couple people for you <laughs> hi there listeners 
I wanted to take a moment to ask you to support the show. And I'm not talking about doing it with your dollars. I made a conscious decision to shut down my Patreon because the work I was putting into that was taking away from the actual show. I want to publicly thank Venus and Tanya for supporting me through that platform. Secondly, I don't charge for ad spots in the show. The messages you hear are from friends of the show and former guests who have given the time in order for them to promote their good work. I'm not asking for any awards for being a good guy, but I am asking to hear from you. I've taped nearly 60 episodes of the show and will have up to 75 in the first season. And I want to hear from you and what this show has brought you. I want to hear what guests you want me to have on. I want to hear topics you want to hear about. Please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a couple of minutes. Tweet or gram about the show and let people know what you think. On Twitter, we're at WhatWomenWantP1. And on Instagram, we're at WhatWomenWantPodcast. You can send me a personal note on FetLife at Hi There, Catsuit. Or send me an email at John, J-O-N, at DatingKinky.com. I'm putting my thoughts into season two and what I want to do. And it would help me a lot to know that we are indeed doing good work here and that it means something to you. Like I said, not asking for your money, but I am asking for something. And I do appreciate you, the listeners and our supporters more than you'll ever know. Welcome back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. Here again is our host, John, or as we know him, Hi there, Catsuit. Joined by Kaska Akashova on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. And I go back to your bio that was sent to me, and it said, you exploded into the world of X in 2019. That was not that long ago. What led to your decision to do that? What an interesting way to put it. I exploded. It's like... It's like having a baby, like someone just, (laughs) I don't know, it's such a lovely way to put it. Thank you so much for whoever created my bio. (laughs) I think that was your PR person. I I love him dearly. (laughs) That gave me such a lovely, my, my mind is very visual. So you can imagine all the wonderful images that just (laughs) exploded onto my mind I love cum but (laughs) all the many abstract views in which it could be foreseen um (laughs) it was really just a natural decision from adult modeling into the adult industry just kind of one thing led to another and um you could say I fell into it if you would Literally. When did you start the adult modeling? Um, it was slightly prior to, um, and I made my decision in regards to that. Very simplistic. People think that there's some kind of huge elongated story. I'm really not trying to choose these adjectives. I'm really not. <laughs> um, but it was really quite simple. I had done my research prior. I had a very good handling on the industry and what I was getting myself into. And I said, this is what I wanted to do. And I took the right steps in which to do so. And before I knew it, there I was. And then I was on set <laughs> having a wonderful time. <laughs> Was it easier because you had parents from Europe that might understand it a little more than if you had had American parents? You had to tell them at some point. No, I didn't have to tell them anything at all whatsoever. I think that what I do is my personal business and mine alone. Fair enough. Um, And I feel that because that's adulthood, Now, I do think in this sense that what you do does affect 
those around you and not everyone may agree with what you do so you do have to take that in mind because there is some stigma um unfortunately around this industry Mm -hmm. it is a wonderful industry no industry is perfect um and you do have to be careful with which the decisions and what we do and what we make Mm -hmm. um but again not everyone agrees with it not everyone wants to be associated with it and that's completely understandable and that is the decision that they make however you do have to be accepting of that so again it's something that we all choose in life and I love what I do I absolutely do and I'm so happy that I'm able to bring about the fantasy to life and the joy that I bring to life every day on set to the audience Mm -hmm. and to create things of that nature to create content not only that for mainstream but on OnlyFans as well Mm -hmm. so I think that's wonderful but I do not force my decision on anyone else but the path I lead is my own. I want you to know, just so you do know, that I am quite an advocate for people to be able to uh, have their abilities used in adult entertainment, or as many people who have been on this program, sex workers and professional dominatrices and such. Of course. And most of our early audience, because we're presented by a company called Dating Kinky. (laughs) It is based on people who had to be accepted, first of all, for kinky, being kinky. And then that's almost like this one step up of, okay, well, we know you enjoy sex, but you do this. So there's always (laughs) been this judgment and stigma that I see around folks. And what I like to be able to talk about is how people deal with that. Because obviously there is the you that grew up as the youngster growing up. And then there's also this person that people know on screen. Is there much difference between the two? Uh, I'd like to say that I'm very much the same person on screen as I am off. The Mm -hmm. difference is, is that I have a balance. You have a professional life and you have a personal life. And Mm -hmm. I like to keep those separate. Um, So I guard my personal life very much. And I think in order to have some type of healthy life and a healthy mental and emotional life that you do need to keep a very good balance in mind. And I think that works very well for myself. Um, And everyone, of course, has to make those decisions. But Mm -hmm. I think having a healthy balance is very good for your mentality and your overall well-being. When people approach you, whether it is as a fan or want to get you to know I say no Jehovah Witnesses. I'm very good. Thank you. Have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious, has this happened? I'm always polite and I always handle things as best I can. Not that, you know, you, everyone's human. You all have bad days um, and you'll have good days, of course. Um, but I handle things the, the best way that I can. And so if there is something in regards to something, let's say personal, which that I do not want to respond to, then I just won't. It's, mm-hmm. it's that simple. Not everyone needs to know everything about my life. And I think that that's, fine that is absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with that and i think that's absolutely healthy Mm -hmm. has beauty ever been a barrier for you oh yeah it's a very good question i think that sometimes we'll put it this way some people can misjudge you in the aspect that they can just take that your outward facade is all that there is to you without getting to know that there is possibly something beyond that. They don't take the steps forward to believe that hmm, perhaps there's more talent, there's more than meets the eye. And I think that is the problem with that. Mm -hmm. They misjudge you, they shortchange you. And I think that's where the issue lies. Can you give me an example of when you felt shortchanged in that way? 
I think that there can be a lot of that, you know, especially in today's day and age. Um, I understand sometimes people will misjudge people simply by the way that they dress. And I'm not saying there can be circumstances where things may be, in a, a, you know, inappropriate. <laughs> um, but perhaps they might look at you for the color of your hair or because you are well endowed um, or because you might be attractive or perhaps they saw you in a certain particular type of scene and may think that this is your character mm -hmm. that you are maybe not intelligent or perhaps you do not have other talents or hobbies and they're like oh she's just this particular way um and then perhaps they might meet you in real life and think that you're adult without realizing wow, this woman is actually quite clever. Mm -hmm. And that actually can work in some cases for you rather than against you. It just depends upon the circumstances. Um, so you never know in life. It's, it's really interesting in, in that manner, how, how people are in this day and age. You would think that they wouldn't, but people can be judgmental or they can be an ageist. You, you just never know there's all there's all types of prejudices out there whether it's sexism ageism i don't know if it's bimboism <laughs> whatever it might be it's it's quite interesting and for someone to shortchange you in that regard it can work in your favor so i don't mind it let them underestimate me. That's fine. What's the biggest misconception somebody might have about you? Um, I have seen, I think because I keep my personal life private, mm -hmm. that they think that, uh, Well, they could think of probably a lot of things <laughs> um, that maybe perhaps I don't speak too often or that I'm quiet um, or perhaps I'm a lady who lives in a shoe or <laughs> so they probably think quite a few things um, because they don't know too much. And that's why it's great to do these podcasts so that they can get to know me. Or if they go on my OnlyFans, that also gives them an opportunity to do so as well. And so I, I give them highlights to kind of see a little bit more into my personal life and things of that nature, um, which is wonderful because I get to interact with my fans a bit more. I get to do contests. I get them to see a little bit more about me, my personality, um, not only uh, the things that I'm interested in in life, uh, but also my comical sense, my my things that make me laugh, the things that make me happy, uh, things of that nature. So I, I think it's wonderful to be able to share those sides of you that people don't get to see probably in the main public point of view, where they only get to see your professional side. And I think that's wonderful because that makes you more human to them especially when you get to share your, your dogs or, or simple things that you do around the house and, and home. And I think that's great because I think they do have a downfall in the aspect that they do humanize you a lot. And you don't want that as a professional. You want them to see you on a platform where you are able to not only connect with your audience on a professional level and also see that you care about your audience but also connect with them in the aspect to make you human. Mm -hmm. That we have our faults, that we have our happiness, we have our interests, we have so many things that we are just like you, we just have a different profession. How do you get past objectification? Um, it's not necessarily getting past it. I think that'll always be out there. Mm -hmm. You can't control everybody's mind. Uh, the only thing you can control is yourself. Uh, you can control what you put out there on social media. And that's really the key. 
So as long as you try to control what you put out on social media, you support yourself and control those, you know, support good people around you. I think that's very important as well. Um, and also the content that you put out there. That's really the majority of what you can do. Um, and also my brand. My brand is very important to me. And I, I hope people realize that. So making a reputation for myself, not only within the industry, but what I want to do going forward, goal-wise in the industry is very important as well. I admire the fact that you keep your private life private. Did that well, come... You. Did that come from a conscious choice of this is what I want to do? Or did it come from a direction of wanting to protect at least a part of your life that you can keep for yourself? Uh, all the above. It was a conscientious choice on my own. And also, I believe that it creates balance for myself. Um, and also for those who didn't choose this path for themselves as well. Not everyone wants to participate in my particular choice of profession. Uh, so it was multiple reasonings in which to do so. And I think it's very healthy in which to do so. I think it gives you a sense of well-being. Not everyone needs to hear everything. And I think in that regard, it, it gives you more of a grounding more of a well-being in that aspect so that you can have that balance. You can have that sense of reality rather than fantasizing everything because a lot of what we do is built in fantasy, whether you have your own website or you're creating content or you're doing mainstream, everything we do is heavily rooted in that. And so if you're not having some type of grounding based in reality, I believe that you're going to have a lot of issues in your personal life. And that's not something that I want to have. <laughs> Respecting the fact you want to keep things in your private life private. What is the most important thing of the reality of Casca, as opposed to the fantasy of Casca? That aspect is surrounding yourself with people who can be honest with you. So by that, I mean, a lot of people can have people who literally, and I'll just be blunt, kiss your ass. There'll be lots of people who, you know, if you're an attractive person, will tell you, oh, you're so beautiful, you're wonderful, and just tell you what you want to hear. But the real people who care about your well-being will tell you the truth of the scenario, uh, will tell you what you're doing wrong, uh, will let you know what path you should take, whether they agree with you or disagree. And those are the people that you really want to keep in your inner circle. And those people will keep you grounded. And that's the people that I appreciate. And those are the people that I will protect. And those are the people will be part of my crew and those people that I have that are loyal to me and those people that I appreciate. So if those people will be long lasting in my crew or if you are able to be a part of my crew, know that those people are usually kept private. Um, and then if they are announced in the public, they're usually announced for a reason. Is there something that people don't know about you that you wish they did? I'm sure everything in due time. I believe that there's a time and place for everything. And I have talents that haven't been shared with the world as of yet. And even though I would love everything to come out right at this instant, I know it's not the right time yet. Mm -hmm. And I believe there will be a time for that. And I'm excited and looking forward to it. There's many things that I want to do, collaborations, companies, things that I want to do within the industry and outside the industry. And I believe that my fans and audience will see that it's just going to be a matter of time. So wait and see. I'm hoping to make hoping to make some changes hopefully in the industry too. So we'll see about that. 
What is your fantasy? Do you have a secret? We all have sexual fantasies or secrets. That's what my show is all about. My name is Nikki, and I'm the host of In Bed with Nikki. In this show, it's all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from my emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we will explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. Often, this is the very first time they've told anyone else about them. You can find In Bed with Nikki on Podchaser, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and anywhere else you find your other favorite podcasts. And remember, for every problem, there is a solution. And I happen to call it an orgasm. And until next time, enjoy. Hi, I'm Dr. Allison Ash, trauma-informed sex and intimacy coach and educator and the founder of TurnOn.Love. And I teach a wide range of workshops and courses on topics including flirting and seduction, deepening emotional intimacy, expanding pleasure, exploring fantasies, repairing ruptures in relationships, navigating non-monogamy, and more. And I work with individuals and couples in a coaching dynamic to support them in getting out of their heads and into their bodies and navigating challenges like erectile dysfunction and anorgasmia to help men figure out how to express their desires in ways that feel authentic and not let opportunities pass by any longer, to help women explore what they want and really advocate for it in their relationships, and to support couples in getting the spark back and in exploring non-monogamy if you want to open up your relationship. To explore all this and more, you can check out my website at www.turnon.love. And don't forget to listen to my episode of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. It's in the archives wherever you listen to your podcast. Are you liking what you're hearing? Check out the total archives wherever you find your podcasts. And please remember to subscribe so you don't miss a minute. And while you're there, help John out by giving him a rating and review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's get back to what women and other wonderful humans want. I think it says a lot about you that your Twitter handle actually has incorporated in it. You're not just Casca Akashova, you're Casca Akashova Incorporated. You are a brand. I am. I am indeed. I am my own business. Does that business like manner guide you in everything? Well, ever since the beginning, I was my own business. Uh, some things have slightly changed within that, but I've always thought that I wanted to be multiple entities. And what I, I mean by that, not like I have multiple personalities, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing in that regard. Um, but that I wanted to be able to employ multiple crews so that I could pursue different endeavors. And that hopefully those endeavors would not only employ different people, but make changes within the industry to pursue my dreams. Mm-hmm. You have something inscribed in a tattoo on your left hip. I do. Tell me what that's all about. Can you imagine if it said something else than it, what it actually means in Latin, that would be awful. Like I always thought what on my back would mean something different, like number five Chinese takeout, but thankfully <laughs> it does not. <laughs> I've had it verified. Um, it's in Latin and it means fortis fortuna inuvat, and it means fortune favors the brave. Where did that come from? And what was the inspiration for you to put that on your hip? I've always been, what is the best word to describe it? Naturally curious about different cultures like Egyptian, uh, certain Asian cultures, 
uh, and of course, lost languages like Latin that we don't utilize anymore or perhaps study. Some schools did at some point. Um, and of course, a lot of our languages come from that. And of course, a lot of philosophy, a lot of old adages. And I think a lot of it has still come from time and you'll hear a lot of different sayings just been passed over from time i'm sure your grandfather grandmother said something similar um but this is where it comes from pretty much where fortune favors the brave and, and really to put it in simplistic terms is that if you're never going to try or never going to fail you're never going to know what success is going to be that's really what it is about in today's terms. What is the so, bravest thing you've ever had to do? Pee in a cup. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know about brave. I, I suppose bravery can be consider different things these days, you know, emotionally putting yourself out there to be judged, uh, physically. I think it is yet to be seen. I think once I start directing, I mean, it's different when I put my own stuff and I'm directing my own content right now in, in small bits and pieces, but I think once I push and put my own production company and I start making changes and I start really writing scripts and making progress. I think that's going to start where my bravery begins. And then once I start getting feedback from that, from social media, from audiences, from talent, from other directors and also employing them as well. I think that, I think starting something like that actually is bravery. So I think once I do that, that's, that's going to be the beginning of a lot, a lot of things. So watch out, watch and see. <laughs> a lot of the main kink-based productions are female-driven. I can see that. I actually don't watch a lot of mainstream porn or mainstream adult content. Ooh. But is mainstream adult driven by males or is it starting to change to where the females are mm. taking more control of it? I believe that it's still mainly males. But there can be a shift. It, it's predominantly male still. Uh, but we have some fabulous female directors. But like the, the majority of the conglomerates are run by men. Uh, there is some top females, but the majority is still predominantly male. Doesn't mean one day it can't shift that way, but it's not currently that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we have some wonderful talent and some wonderful directors um, and a CEO that's female or that's owned, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I believe that there's headway in that regard. It's just about being smart and the decision making and what you do. And, you know, we'll see. I believe that there's still changes to come within the industry. I just want them to be positive changes, both mm -hmm. for talent as well as directors and everyone involved. Do so you I think, think that the, there's good, thing to, good things to come? Do you think the adult industry would be much different if women ran the show? And if, if so, not, how? 
And the question can be hit and miss because it depends on who you're asking. We're talking about people who's experienced, you know, positive experiences, negative experience within the industry. You're talking about directors, you're talking about talent, you're talking about crew members. Um, there's so many different responses you could get within that. And here's the thing, you want an even playing field, but what I want is qualified personnel. <laughs> and that's most important to me. You want qualified individuals doing the work because I want quality, not just quantity. And then you want regulations involved to making sure that there's a secure atmosphere. And you want to make sure that the talent and the crew and everyone involved is in a safe environment. So you, you have to think about all of this involved. So it's not just females running the show, there has to be kind of an equivalent. So it, it, there needs to be balance on both sides, like representatives for both, if you will. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't think it can necessarily be one-sided. I do think that one voice, it's not just one voice being heard. You do hear lots of stories in the industry on where females have been mistreated, but also there needs to be validity in regards to things as opposed to hearsay, mm -hmm. because I don't believe in gossip. So you, you have to be very careful in regards to circumstances such as that. Specifically, is it a different mindset when you are being directed by a female than it is a male? No, I'm a professional no matter who I'm working for. Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't know if the approaches were different and it enabled you to have different emotions or be able to bring out different things? Oh, no, not at all. It's more about the work. If I've seen scenes that they've directed and I'm in love with the quality of work that they've produced, then I'm excited to work for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to work for them because of what they've produced. I don't care what color their hair is, what their appendage is, I'm excited because I know what they've produced and their reputation is. I've heard from other talent that they've been great to work with, et cetera. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter anything else. If they happen to be a woman and their work is phenomenal, that is wonderful. But mm -hmm. otherwise I, I do not care what sex they are, I'm just, more power to them if they're a woman and their work is phenomenal and they've made a wonderful reputation for themselves that they can do wonderful work and they work just as hard if not harder than anyone else because they've had to build reputation for themselves. And I applaud them. So I'm sure they've had to work for that reputation. <laughs> when you get to sit in the director chair or look through the lens as a director, what will be the main quality that you want to bring through? One of my favorites is cinematic. I am very much a cinematic whore. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one of my, my favorite, if you will, genres. I love looking through that lens and seeing that quality come to life. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like when you have a wonderful script in front of you and then you see the quality in the lens and the editing and all of it come to life. And then you have wonderful talent in a great location. It's just exquisite. It's exquisite. And you're hoping that the audience appreciates it just as much as you do it's just mm. it just gives me chills 
it just it's it's one of my top genres to create mm -hmm. absolutely you know where people just get involved it's it's kind of like a mixture of the porn from like the 90s where you get sucked in and you get pulled in just from even like staring at it because of not just like the the character build but because of the the look and the aesthetic is so pleasing to the eye and the character that you're already falling in love with them and you already want to bed them before you even made it to the next intro and, and that's what i want to bring that's what i want to bring the audience that they're already teach so much that they're salivating before they even reach the next one what is the key to connection between you and a great scene partner? I think everyone is different. Um, but I think professionalism is really key. When you have a seasoned professional, especially in regards to male talent, um, you can tell the difference because they normally introduce themselves if you have not worked together prior to. And it's breaking the ice, being polite and breaking the ice is, it just speaks wonders. It really does. Having manners goes such a long way. <laughs> People think that it's almost a lost art these days, but something as simple as that. Thank you. How are you? Nice to meet you. And before you know it, you, you've pretty much warmed up. It, it's something as simple as that, manners. There you have it, folks, manners. <laughs> the simplicity of life. Treat, Can, treating a woman nicely, whether you're a man or a woman, makes, makes a huge difference. Can you give me an example of a time that you walked on the set and you thought it was going to be, uh-oh, this is going to be hard work all day oh, and i'm oh dreading goodness, this yes. and it turned around to be one of the coolest days for you uh sometimes when you have someone who's new and their male talent you can be a bit apprehensive mm -hmm. uh because you do have to have place a lot of trust in this individual as a newcomer um and that can be a little bit scary <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> because especially if they're let's say not your last shoot before you have to travel let's say whether you're a first shoot or you're middle shoot what if they hurt you and that could definitely be a detriment to your shoots post that could be you know quite <laughs> mm -hmm. quite an issue um but sometimes i've been pleasantly surprised where it originally started off a little bit rocky and then I've spoken to them, given them a few words of encouragement. <laughs> um, and then things moved out towards the end and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Woo! <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Oh, I'm gonna be okay. I'm not gonna have to soak in a bath of Epsom salt for three hours and I have a few glasses of bourbon for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was lovely because he was very polite and that helped as well. If they were rude, I think that that wouldn't have gone very well. But like I said, manners is manners means a lot. So women, men out there, if you don't have manners, you need to check yourself because that says a lot about an individual. And that's been a lot about what the show has been about is the reason it was called What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want is we wanted to be able to have men or any kind of humans understand that things like respect and manners mm -hmm. and not sending unsolicited dick pics and all those <laughs> sort of things are really the way to a woman or any human's heart. Yes. I mean, just, just think about this. If you are sending unsolicited dick pics, just remember you can get an unsolicited comment back and you may not like it. Or 
they are free to use that image in any way, shape or form they would like. And again, you may not like that either. Just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. So remember that. <laughs> Do you want to leave us a comment, thought, or have something to contribute to the show? You can now call or text us at the 3W hotline at 513-788-2527. That's 513-788-2527. Or drop us an email at john, J-O-N, at datingkinky.com. That's john, J-O-N, at datingkinky.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Hi, this is Jane Boone, the author of the novel Edge Play. It's a revenge fantasy where the big short meets 50 shades of gray. Only the women wield the whips and the billionaires submit. You can find it at Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle. And be sure to check out my episode with Tara Indiana right here on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you. Hi. My name is Lian Yao, and I'm an audiobook narrator who is also polyamorous. I just wanted to let you know about some audiobooks on polyamory I think you might enjoy. You can find Love in Abundance, The Jealousy Workbook, The Polyamory Breakup Book, and When Someone You Love is Polyamorous on audible.com. Just search my name, Lian Yao, spelt L-E-A-N-N-E-Y-A-U. Please also check out my episode on what women and other wonderful humans want. It's time to get back to learning about the most important connection of all, the one we have with our authentic selves, on what women and other wonderful humans want, presented by Dating Kinky. Kaska Akashova is an award-winning adult film performer and the awards that i see here in front of me are two of them are fan awards for most spectacular boobs and hottest milf i got the flesh bot for actually newest star and then i was nominated by avn for best boobs and hottest milf well being nominated multiple times two years in a row is wonderful and I'm up against some definitely heavy hitters um and then finally to receive an award this year was just wonderful I really mm -hmm. appreciate my fans um so I'm always humbled by the fact that that's wonderful and then again to be nominated in multiple categories is just always such an honor so I'm, I'm very much appreciative to my fans for voting and you know what can i say i'm i'm very grateful very <laughs> thankful and I, I hope to be in more categories next year <laughs> and win some more awards so we shall see of all the awards what would be the one that you'd want to win the most i hope to be not just you know, nominated for boobs and hottest milk and newest starlet. But I also hope to win like an award for like best scene and then one day director. You know, girls got a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds to me as though those awards are for something that you're able to do rather than something that you are, and therefore it has more meaning to it. I think anyone can transcend that. Um, yes, I mean, some of these categories are physical attributes. I mean, I'm not, I mean, technically you could call someone a boob. <laughs> but I don't think that's what they mean when they say best boobs. I'm just saying. Um, you know, Although that would be really funny. Right? Maybe that could be a new category. That would be interesting. You never know. <laughs> um, but, 
my old school is going back to Benny Hill for some reason. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I think that would be something to aspire to. I mean, having wonderful attributes, of course, that is always something to be pleasantly pleased about. And I definitely appreciate it because I'm not going to lie. I, I think that I have lovely boobs as well. <laughs> I, I do like to think that I'm somewhat of a boob connoisseur. Whether, whether small or large, I, I definitely like boobs. Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm very grateful to be in, in the best boobs category. <laughs> what can I say? Well, that leads me into the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, which I'm blushing in even talking about it. Oh, do tell. When I received pictures that I will be using in social media for your posts. Mm -hmm. Are you going to make actually, me blush as well? I actually had to write back <laughs> to your PR person and say the following. <laughs> As a cis straight male, <laughs> I don't believe that any straight male would ever ask this, but could you send me some pictures with some more clothes on so I can use them <laughs> on Instagram? <laughs> but that also leads me to talk about social media. And the fact that this year, more than seemingly any other, there has been tremendous backlash towards people, especially women, expressing themselves on social media. Censorship definitely has arose quite a lot, um, which is funny considering that a lot of individuals, it seems, especially since things have started, I don't want to say because of COVID, but it seems in conjunction with it, that people want to say more and more, let's say, aggressive things or things aggressive in nature. And that seems to be okay. But when it comes to other things, not everything is okay. So it's, it's very quite strange in today's day and age that there's censorship, but some things are allotted and some things are not. So it almost seems to be a power struggle, if you will. And I, for one, do not believe in censorship. I, I like my rights. I am very happy that people fought for them. Mm -hmm. um, whether someone's opinion is wrong or right, they are free to voice it, whether I like it or not. <laughs> but but that is something that they should be able to do as well as I. So the fact that some people are being censored and some people are not is very strange to me, to put it politely. And the fact that it is selective Exactly. It is extremely selective and one-sided. And it shouldn't be that way. It absolutely should not. People should have equal rights in that regard. You might find this interesting that in the kink world, wearing a latex catsuit is considered by some to be just like being naked because it elicits something. Fully clothed person. Where do you think, is it driven by the ultra-religious side or is it a male-female thing? Or where do you think the ability to express something that brings somebody pleasure when it's perfectly fine to put violence on there or perfectly fine to put something that downgrades people, yet these people who are showing joy and showing pleasure are the ones that get censored. I think 
it's simple like that. It's 18 and up. <laughs> Mm -hmm. if in our industry it's 18 and up and if you are upset if your child is watching that then you need to be a parent or guardian and watch over your child and say nope block and then once they're 18 they are free to watch whatever they damn well please but our industry is made for adults it is not made for children so if you have an issue with it then don't let your children watch it I, and it's that simple. And it's the same thing in regards to movies. There are movies that have ratings. There is PG, PG-13. There's R rating. So if you're, again, if you're a child, don't let your child watch R-rated movies. Let them watch the PG, PG-13 rated movies. I, I think it's, there are warning labels for a reason, just like there are on medications. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is up to adults and their guardians to decide what is best for them. People do not always use their, hmm, how should we put it? God-given gifts or minds, or even rationale these days to make the best decisions. Instead, they want to put the blame on other individuals rather than taking responsibility for their own actions. And that is the society that we have come to today. Looking ahead about 10 years, where do you see yourself? Uh, still continuing building my own Koskin empire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds uh, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to like, the Koskin empire, yes. Welcome, people accept you. <laughs> um, yeah, there are lots of goals that I have in mind. So by then I'm... I'm hoping that my plans have taken effect, that I have my production company, that I have some director credits, that I have employed people, that I'm helping the economy, <laughs> um, more so than I am now. <laughs> um, that I'm creating amazing content, that I have maybe some erotica fiction under my label uh that i'm making changes within the industry that i am being a force to reckon with that i have product lines i'm hoping that i i have a few things within that time frame under my belt my own website that is changing things as well so working on it working on it Everything that's worthwhile takes time. Some things cannot be done overnight. It takes a while to build an empire. And fortune favors the brave. But you have to try. It, if you do not try, it will never come. Casca, I'd like to give you an opportunity to promote anything you would like to. Please do. Absolutely. Of course, I'm on wonderful social media. <laughs> we have lovely Twitter, which is C Akashova, which is C-A-K-A-S-H-O-V-A. And then I am also on lovely IG, who knew, which is Koska Akashova official. And then I also have my backup. Yes, indeed, it is my backup, believe it or not. It is Koska underscore over it underscore Akashova. Um, and then, of course, in my bio, there's links to everything with my link tree where you can find my OnlyFans, my Sex Panther, and anything else you could possibly need. And we will have all of those in our show notes as well. Well, thank you so much. Kaska Akashova, this has been an amazing interview, and I thank you for being with me today. Oh, likewise. Thank you. Casca is indeed a very fun person to talk to, and I really can't believe that she was going to be a petroleum engineer at one point. But I think she's found what she truly enjoys, and that's what's important to her and to her authentic self. Next Tuesday, it's writer, podcaster, sex educator, and kingster. It's Rain de Grey. You'll really enjoy getting to know her on this very frank and honest conversation. It was one of my favorites, and I think you'll enjoy it as well. I'm John, 
sometimes known as Hi There Katsu. Thank you so much for being with us on this edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want presented by Dating Kinky. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And as always, remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Leave us a message at 513-788-2527. And we invite you to follow us on social media. Check us out at What Women Want P1 on Twitter, What Women Want Podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky. We're kinky done differently.